Hello and welcome. This is the Potters Podcast. We're back. What? Two weeks away, we're back. What day is it? No idea. <laughs> Fourth, fifth. Tuesday, Monday. I don't know, it's Easter. That's all I can say. Happy Easter to everybody who's listening and I hope you've had a good weekend. Football-wise, it's been alright, but before we jump anywhere near football, because it has been a bit of an hit and miss week, well, weekend really, over Easter, we've got to talk about the latest things coming through from Boris. He's came out, we can get his hair cut, we can have a drink outside of pubs, and we can finally go back to the gyms, and he's got latest news on people going to grounds. Yeah, um, 8,000 fans for the Carabao Cup final. So that's it, things are moving forward, might be able to see a little bit of football. <laughs> Or does that mean that there's uh, 7,995 corporates? <laughs> Could be, yeah, just corporate sitting over Because that's normally the case at the Cup you can just see, You can just see around Manchester City, you know, in the empty stadium, 10 people fighting for 10 tickets. Yeah, and you can guarantee they're going to go on the black market and they're going to be thousands. Yeah, thousands of pounds to see. Well, really, not for them winning the League Cup. They won four in a row, aren't they? So, but now, Manchester City, it's... Yeah, but the thing is, some fans will be desperate to get back, won't they? And they probably will pay big money for a ticket. Well, there's going to be a lot of people desperate to go back, let's be honest. It's it's been a long time now. I mean, I'm absolutely crying to get back. And it's only good positive news that they're saying that fans could be allowed back in the ground. Only, obviously, at small amounts, but at least we'll be able to go. Yeah, and and, and I think they're going to do the same with the FA Cup semi-finals as well. Because uh, they're looking at 21,000 for the semis. Oh, so it is slowly breaching up, so next season we could be back to normal. Yeah, it's a bit strange though. The final for the Carabao is only eight, but then, unless it's. Because that's sooner, isn't it? I think sooner, that's only yeah. a week away, two yeah. weeks away, I think, the, the final is, so that makes sense. We're a 98,000 seat stadium with only, what, 8,000 people. Yeah. I'm presuming they are going to put them all in one place, otherwise, it's like <laughs> scattered everywhere, just one person everywhere. Then again, I suppose they might have to. They might have to, to total distancing, pull yeah. people everywhere, you know, yeah. like an entire row. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like like 21,000 lonely fans, <laughs> miles apart. <laughs> just dotted around everywhere, yeah. like individual seats, but at least that's a positive sign of things coming it's back, and that's what we need. Do we think we'll be back in our seats next season? Will we see Unibrow? Are we going to see Seal Boy? Are we going to see... You're going to see the General. We haven't seen him for a while, have we? No. We haven't seen him. We forget where his seat is every week. Every week, yeah, yeah. Our seats. Every week, yeah. And yeah. Every week he doesn't know where he's Every week I'm like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> My seats. I see it every week. <laughs> I tell you the same thing. <laughs> you were here four days ago, remember it? It's the... <laughs> Remember, <laughs> get yourself. Are you, are you awake? It'll be nice. Yeah, to be honest, I, I might give Seal Boy a hug because it, it's. Allowed it's to? Oh, they will be allowed to yeah. even even then, will you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the vaccines have been pushed out at an amazing rate in Britain. It's something to be proud of. Thirty-one million now. It's incredible, really, for the amount of time they've managed to do it for. It is for our government because I thought they'd have faffed around there. Yeah, I thought they would have really knackered it up yeah. like they did last Health time. And safety would have with took the tier system that just made tiers areas that were doing okay worse because everybody from the bad areas was fucking there the to areas. go to get. We were just in tiers. Yeah, we were just in tiers, basically. <laughs> that was a funny joke. <laughs> right, so we've got a packed show this week because, of course, we've been away for two weeks. We've got. Obviously, a little bit of international talk. We've got the player ratings as usual, player questions, but I can't remember who's, who's go it is. Uh, I think it's your question this week. So, you've got to give me one this week. Yeah. Right, so there we go, that's one problem solved. And then we've got other things to talk about at the moment, I can't think off the top of my head, but we've got plenty to talk it's about this week. It's, two weeks. it's a packed show, <laughs> massively packed show. 
So first we'll obviously go into the player question. Let's go. Right, come on then, let's go. Come on, I won't go won't go eight six into the lead this week. First clue. Right. Is you Aguayan? He's your Aguayan. He's a midfielder. Yeah, I know he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, played for Pulis. Yeah. <laughs> eight <laughs> six, come on! <laughs> That's going to less us some good list you can do too. <laughs> Straight away, you just said you're Uruguayan. There's only been one play for Stoke. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's only one Uruguayan, yeah. So I'll do a different one. No, <laughs> no, can't now. It's late. I won't go 8 6. I'm going to go I'm going to Let's go back down the history books. Didn't you do one straight away? God, I got it straight away. No, but I, no, because I, no, because I mentioned it before we were on air. Oh, so you now you put it down to a technicality. Yeah, technicality, because you've said it on air now, and I can't bother go back. That is shocking, though. Right, so for people at home who might not know, we'll give them more clues later on, because okay. it isn't just about me. Fair enough, I'm 8-6 ahead now, but we'll see how it we'll goes. We'll do it for the listeners. We'll do it for the listeners. So people who are listening now, is Uruguayan, played under Pulis. That's the first clue. Yeah. Right. Right, after... That bombshell of me knowing, and I'm getting comfortably into the lead now, and it's running out of weeks to catch back up again now. But when I give you an odd question, you actually kick off. Yeah, but no, nobody do Fraser Richardson one. <laughs> to this day, nobody knows who he is. I said to a few fans who've been going years ago, you remember the legend, Fraser Richardson, don't you? <laughs> who? Never heard of him. But, but what do you want? You have an easy question. Yeah, but there's, there's odd and odd. <laughs> it's like, this player played half a second for Stoke once, and... But when me and you do questions off the pod, no, but to be fair, easy to know. You know, no, but to be fair, the Fraser Richard one, the clues were pretty poor. Yeah, I'll even bet. To be honest, the third clue was he played for Southampton. (laughs) (laughs) I was happy in any way. (laughs) Because sometimes I've asked you questions and you've got it off something like that. I can't. It depends. It's for me. That's nice. It's like people. I can remember people. You've played like 10 games, but it depends. It's got to be something that triggers my mind. If I don't, I don't. Played left wing for self. I know he. I know he. <laughs> oh, Justin Whittle, yeah. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> <Besides>, well. <laughs> um, right, so now we're moving to an interesting week when we talk about football, and that was Saturday we played Bristol City away. Fantastic performance. Dogged, worked well, controlled pretty much the game for 90 minutes. We could wave a 2-0 win. Fantastic yeah. performance. Another clean sheet. Brown again looks better and better each week. Yeah, you're going to have to apologise to um, Rob Shrine to his best ever play. <laughs> yeah, he is improving. He is, he, he's, looking, he's looking better when but, he starts playing. But he's getting a run of, run of games now where yeah. he's in every week and that's that's obviously showing now that he's, uh, he's making big improvements and yet again. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a, a, a blistering performance away at Bristol but it's them sort of games that we need to go yeah the, the thing is the Bristol game it's it's the solid it, it was how we controlled the game I liked how we controlled possession we controlled the game we never looked like conceding which I think has got a lot to do with Davis. but to be honest it's gone the complete opposite way when we bumped into obviously return of King Rowett to come back again and we can't seem beat him no but I am not going to be too critical because the one thing we have struggled with this season is rotating the team through injuries and other things and to play a game Saturday and then play again Monday 
it's too soon for us. We just haven't got the squad for well, it. We haven't got the squad this no. season anyway, to be honest. Right, so we're going to play ratings, obviously, for the Millwall game. We're not going to go over the Bristol game because it'll be a two-hour-long podcast and nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody wants that. Not when you're eating chocolate. No, not, not when you're eating <laughs> chocolate all, but when you're back at work fuming because they lost today. Right, so to be honest, we'll go in straight away with Adam Davies, who's been brilliant since he's come back from his injury and got back in the squad. But to be honest, he wasn't convincing against Millwall. Not on set pieces, no. No, they were flying in all over the place and he seemed to struggle with them a lot, yeah. to be honest. Didn't command his box very well today. At no, it's probably one of the worst games we've seen him play, to be honest. Yeah, I still can't be overly critical because I do think he is. We're so much better with him in goal. And we are, yeah. Yeah, yeah it does improve the team. And you look at the goals today and I wouldn't, I wouldn't overly say there were more. I wouldn't say they were his fault. There's, right. a, there's a big, big man who's at fault for the goals. Uh, I'll go in with a five straight off. Yeah. I thought that's about probably right. He, yeah. he, he like I say the set pieces he struggled with, but he, he's been brilliant over the season. I can't, I can't complain. Yeah. Right, we'd move on to Tommy. S- Tommy Smith. To be honest, attacking wise, pushed up and helped the side out a hell of a lot. But like I say, just could just didn't get enough supply to him to break forward and get those opportunities to bring it into the box. Yeah. I still can't weigh him up. I, I, I just, he's, ne- he's never up and down, is he, every week? He's always... He doesn't, imp- doesn't impress me mm. ma- a massive, awful lot. But he doesn't anger me at the same time in games. I, I, I he do can do. He can do. When he plays mm. right back and he's got to do defensive duties, he is very frustrating. Mm. And I think that's a big problem. He obviously doesn't fancy him because of the obviously serious injury to Collins... It sort of means he's got to pick him because he lets Tom Edwards go out on loan. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised to be honest. In January, we didn't bring him back. But going back to the game, he, he was trying to get forward, but he just didn't get enough service from the midfield or the defence yeah. to push him so he could get into those creative areas to put supply in. Yeah, which is a shame, really. So, six, I think. I'll, I'll go in with a five again. Mm. Wasn't great, but wasn't terrible either. No. To be honest, but you could say that most weeks about Tom Smith. I, I don't. If we look, if we listen back, we don't get much over the six. No, but I don't think I've ever sat there and gone, get him off at half time. He's, no. he's always that play weight. He's had a few stinkers. I'll be honest. The Leicester mm-hmm. game against in the FA Cup, he was literally nowhere to be he's seen all the time. Yeah. There's been a few times this season where I've gone, get him off the pitch. Pace will destroy him as well. Yeah, but he, he struggles on all aspects of defensive works, which is weird for a right back, but. To be fair, he has got a good whipping ball on him now and again if he gets the supply. Yeah. Right, so now we're going to Norrington Davies or Stuart Pearce. Yeah, I don't think he was quite as aggressive as he normally is today. Like, I, I think he still looked alright, but like that that sort of can-do attitude wasn't there today as much as it normally is. For me. Yeah. Well, he was willing to get forward, he was willing to bomb on, and he did put a couple of the better crosses of the game in, to be honest. He, he did look like a, a missing piece, but the... <laughs> He wasn't a driving force for me like he normally is because normally he's a he's a true driving force pushing the ball at the pitch, yeah, and putting in long balls and getting the game going. But he didn't have that today against Millwall. So again, I'll go with a six for that. Yeah, six is fair. Like I say, look, he's he, he still he looks dangerous going forward, doesn't he? I like him. I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, get him on yeah. a period basis. I'd be I'd be happy. But we said that so many times now. Yeah. So it's so obviously he has been a success out of the loan spells that have come yeah. in. Right. So now we're going to James Chester. Yeah, he's pretty neat and tidy today. Once he, but the thing is, we still shipped two goals in, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he was comfortable on the ball, had a lot of touches, and to be fair, he's not the worst of the lot back there, to be honest. He's had a couple of decent games for us of late, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, if any, like if we put it to a vote, which we'll probably talk about as well, if, if anyone did go out of them, it probably for me would be Danny Bart, because yeah. he, I, I, the problem is he's so frustrating, isn't he? But we'll go into next. I mean, I'll go straight in with a four, I will, from James Chester. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a five. I, th- I, don't, I think there's going to be one main culprit for today. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, you look at that, that back line now as, as a five, there should be enough in there to, to prevent losing games against the likes of Millwall for me. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, when it was Chester and Bat last year, it looked dodgy. Oh, it was all over the place. Put Suter in the middle of that as well. We should be doing better against teams like Millwall, in my opinion. Right, so now we're going to Harry Suter. And to be honest, he, he did the Rio Ferdinand role perfectly today against Millwall. You know, he was obviously tasked by bringing the ball out and kept the de- defence reasonably, reasonably strong. He's confident and open play though. Isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a very confident player. He's I, I really like Harry Suter, I think yeah. he's a feature of the club. He reminds me of Ryan Shawcross when he was young. Except he obviously is better with the ball and moving it forward. But to be honest, was, I thought it was a decent display from Suter. I think he's, he's been a bit dodgy over the before the international break and did put a solid performance and he's carried it on going. He's, he was great against Bristol yeah, City as well. It, it's, another, it's another problem place for us moving forward anyway, I think, because Bat's finished really over the long long goal. Chester. I think, I think Chester's only got one year left in him as well. Is, is he 33 now? He's 32, I think. Yeah. Now. But the thing is with Chester, he is the more mobile of the two, and uh, I just think that's on a downward spiral for me. And, and the thing is, this year he isn't getting in every week either. He's in and out a little bit, but isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And for me, it, it's one area I'd look at in the, in the summer. Yeah, without a doubt. I go over six for our seats. So I thought it was just a good yeah, display. I think six is fair. Right, so now we go into the absolute tool and fool of the day. He needs where adjusted at for the week. Danny Bat. Yeah, I mean, he was reckless when he dived in, really. Yeah. We've seen him do it before. Yeah, he'll be kicking himself, to be honest. What was he thinking with that dive? Yeah. Just, just stay, just defend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just defend, Danny. <laughs> just, 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 the problem is, he's, he's so, he's so poor under pressure. Yeah. Under pressure or pace, he, he just doesn't know, how, he always makes the wrong decision. Yeah. He's, he's done it since he's been here, to be honest. The, mm. Sometimes he looks like a brick wall and looks like he's he's like a poor man's hoof. <coughs> when he plays like this and costs us a game directly, and right. he did, it would have been a point. It would have been a good point as well after a good result against Bristol City. We'd take that over the weekend, wouldn't you? Four points. No, with especially with Rowett's teams because Rowett's teams has actually picked up again recently. So yeah. for, for me, it's just it's just reckless. It's silly. And if we can get rid of him, get rid of him and start producing Collins more into the side. The problem is with Danny Bat as well. When you watch him. He looks like a centre a centre off for a championship club fifteen years ago. Yeah. Not yeah. now. He he'd probably been alright back in the day. Well he was, he was good for yeah. Wolves. He was at Wolves for what three, four no, four, five years and was a steady mainstay though. He's, he's, he's captain he's, for a he's while. He's like one of them people who are he's like a dying breed in, in the modern day game. Yeah. That old fashioned, big, strong centre off with not a great lot of pace, but he, like a brick wall. I think that's why Raoult brought him in because he was an old school powerful defender yeah. 
But the problem is, like when Hugh used to come against pace, he used to stay still and back, back to a point where he'd have an opportunity where Bat just makes silly mistakes. I still think Hugh was quicker than Bat though. He probably was, mm. but Hoof was a great defender. He, he tackled he the game well. because he was such an odd man. He'd yeah. just throw you out of the way. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. The best defender at Arsenal was Sergei Stanyuk, and he, he was amazing. He was he was a brick wall. Yeah. And obviously, when you look at Bats, he should be that. He should be that odd man that busts yeah, yeah. in, and whenever somebody comes with a bit of trickery, it's him hard. Yeah. That's what thing is, That's what Vinnie yeah. Jones said to any player that was a bit tricky or skillful. He was, I've heard you can play football. You won't be today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I just think he is—he is a dying breed of, of footballer, really, Danny. Bart. But he hasn't got that guile that a no. lot of the good older ones have. I think, so. I think when Oof was running at players, I think some of the players were thinking, "I don't want him running me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <are>, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it quick. <laughs> uh, I'll go with a three. Yeah, yeah. I think he's done for me. He's got to go at the end of the season for me. I think three is fair. So what are you going it's with? cost us a game, Auntie. Yeah. For me, so it's only a three. Yeah. John Evan McCall, the man that we thought was finished, he's really been performing well this season. <laughs> it was a good performance <laughs> again today. Anyway, yeah. Some nice turns of the ball, especially in the tight areas. Since he's moved into an actual central midfield role, I, I can't fault him. Yeah. When he's playing as a holding midfielder, he gets caught all the time because it's obviously not his position. Yeah. So I've been very impressed with him since he's gone in the free of the midfield. Yeah. Game. He's picked, up, he's picked up there and it's just a simple thing as, of moving him. Yeah. For me, when he plays in front of the defence, he's, t- he's a liability. Well, he's too old for that role, for a kick-off. He's yeah. too old for it. He hasn't got the legs to be running up and down all the time. And and I think that's why I've been so impressed with Suter and Chester. That when we're trying to break through the left side, Chester pushes up and becomes that sort of part-time centre defensive mid and then drops back into defence. I think it works well, and to be honest with Cal, you know, there's a couple of clever little passes as well that got us away. I think he was the man who started um, Jacob Brown's attack. Yeah. So for me, I'll go with a six. I thought it was all right for yeah. John Mikel, to be fair. We have to eat humble pie with him a bit. Well, this is what they do. They listen to the Potter's podcast and improve yeah, the following week. Jacob Brown, because that <laughs> is pie in your face. I've got to be honest. Right, uh, Jordan Thompson, a man who, I've got to be honest, is working extremely well with Mikal as well on that left side of the three. Um, partnership with Mikal feeds in and feeds Powell in the right places. I'm liking his distribution. Yeah, he's, um, he's got to find that position now, hasn't he? It, it well, I think that's it now. Yeah. I think if he's playing with this, this way we're playing, I think Thompson on the left side of that three, I think, works. Do you think he's first choice next year? I'd say so, yeah. I think he needs that season now. I think he needs that confidence boost to be in first choice because the rumours are that coming out of San Lucas is going. There's heavy rumours he's going he's to going. Um, one of the top side of it, Brentford or somebody wants him. So if we can get three million for him or something, you'd have to let Brentford him go. Before? No, that's Ryan Woods. Ryan we got him to. from um, Hull. Hull. Hull, yeah. I think. Or Swansea. Swansea wants it. Yeah, it was Swansea, Swansea yeah. yeah. Swansea, yeah, because they sold him to us. Cause yeah, cause they got him from all the crowd. Yeah, because they spent some like £12 million pound getting him to Hull and then got him for eight and then we got him for six and a half. He's basically like two seasons. <laughs> yeah. He made three moves. Right, so t- yeah, to be fair, I liked how he was feeding um, Powell through. I liked how he kept doing these little tiny passes to get uh, Norrington Davies up, up the sides. And to be honest, we need someone like him on the right that's just nitty on the ball and clever yeah. with it. It's not sort of wasting it and just running down alleys 
I'd, I'll go in with a seven. I thought yeah. he played well. I thought he played very well, actually, Jordan Thompson today. Yeah. Yeah, so, like I said, I, I just, I'm going to say six. I still, I'm still unsure about him, man. I can't put my finger on it. I think you just don't like him. <laughs> I think it's because you're Northern Irish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not that. <laughs> we're getting loads of abuse now. <laughs> Why do you like the Northern Irish? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not set on him, that's the thing. I just think I've seen him play too many different possessions and I'd love to see him play that position for the next 15, 20 games and then make my decision. Well, I think that's what will happen next season, yeah. to be honest. Right, for me, best player on the pitch, Nick Powell. Yeah, I think he's going to win player of the season now. Easy now, yeah. yeah I think it's easy now. Yeah. I mean, in the first half, super pass made it, made it a beautiful little through ball to get Brown into the right position. Again, was kicked all over the park, but... He's 80, he's, he's like, kick him, he's the only one who can score for him, kick him off the pitch. Yeah. And that's what happened again. And to be honest, I've, I, I'll be honest, it's been heavily linked to Newcastle recently. They've been talking serious about trying to sign him. Hopefully he doesn't go, and if we if we do get him, I, I wouldn't let him go for any less than 15, 18 million, I wouldn't. For me, it'd be a bad move for his career, going Newcastle. Especially now, because they're sort of falling the, like a stone. crumbling. And, and the thing is, it's not, they're they looking at it going, oh, well, Powell creates goals, but they need a striker. They've needed one for two years. Yeah, but he's, he's I mean, how his goals scored now? 11, 12 now, Powell's scored for us. He has, yeah. But the thing is, he's also got good people around him, Powell, at times, like Fletch and stuff like They can't hit a barn door at the moment. Yeah, they're struggling to even create things. Yeah, but they have got Callum Wilson. He's injured. Yeah, but he, he, he have so Fletcher all the time. He spent, he spent, uh, they, spent, they had three major signings in the summer. Not one, one of them's playing. No. Joe Linton, he's he's absolutely dead. He's like an Jocelyn. Oh yeah, he's terrible. So they can buy Powell if they want, but he still won't score goals. They are finished Castle. Yeah. We'll be playing Castle in the Championship next season, guaranteed. Well, yeah, for me, I'll, I'll give him a seven. Yeah, I'd have given him an eight if we'd have won the game, but you know what I'm like, Mr. Positivity. <laughs> Right, so we're now humble pie moments. We've got Jacob Brown next. He's giving you an art, he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, he took his chance away. He squeezed it under Bialkovsky, the goalkeeper for Millwall. And to be honest, it's his second in three games now. He's looking better. And I play, it suits him when he's playing up top with Stephen Fletcher. Yeah, just I mean, he's given that freedom. He, he run right at Bristol at times, and, and he was in, heavily involved in, in Powell's goal, goal at Bristol as well. And he, I have to admit, I, I am going to have to you and eat a bit of humble pie. Yeah, because he said he was done. I said he was finished getting in League One. <laughs> <laughs> but he must have listened. But I mean, I do think it's down to run of games as well. Because the problem is, for most of his Stoke career, he's been in, out. Then subbed on late. I thought you'd shake it all about. <laughs> no, no. I've already had a cringy joke at the beginning. Um, the thing is, you'd see him start a game away, and then the following week he'd play three minutes at the end. Yeah. And then it, and then he'd come on at half time, and he's just a bit all over the place. Some players can do it, some players can't. But you notice now that in playing every week, he's seen something worth keeping hold of. Oh yeah, he's, he's played well. I mean, I'll go, I'll go on with a seven. I thought yeah. he was unlucky a bit later on to not break through. Just a good bit of defending, stopped him breaking in for yet another goal. Yeah, probably a bit wasteful, really. Because I mean, the first half an hour we looked like we could have been two or three, or, mm. and and obviously we just we didn't take his chances at times, and it's cost us in the end, really, over the. T- but 
before we actually stopped going the games, that was most of the echoing of the fans for the best part of 18 months. They come down Stoke, the first 25 minutes, we batter teams, but then we wouldn't take a chance, we wouldn't take the lead, yeah. and then they grow into the game. And that was how we lost most home games the season before, yeah. is by us not killing teams off early doors. Yeah, not getting the chances. Or, well, not, it's, not, it's even not finishing not, the chances. Not creating the chances or taking the ones that we did have. Yeah. And it, but to be fair, we never really last season. We never really created chances. It was always sort of half chances yeah. that you had to. But you just think house. we'd have a lot of the ball. We'd be putting them under a lot of pressure, and then we'd do nothing with it. And then they'd just go right now. It's our turn. And, and and we'd always end up losing, either losing, drawing, or making it hard work for ourselves. And it seems to me like we still do that a bit at home at times. We're a bit more dogged away from home. Yeah. We've noticed most of our away games lately, we are hard to beat away from who we are. We are like really, I mean, normally you go when we're away. Now I look at it and think I'm glad we're away. It, well, there's no real difference nowadays, is there? No yes, but we still seem to have a bit of an oodoo at home at times. We, we always have, really. Yeah. There's always been an oodoo Turn like up at the ground and go, no! Hello! I'm over seven. Yeah, seven's fair. Right, so now going to Stephen Fletcher. He stayed fit. No, he did. He stayed fit, but missed a few sitters as well. In the, especially in the first half. And then the second half, it dried up a bit. Didn't really get a lot of service. Tried his best a bit. Of, it looked a bit immobile, to be honest, after about the 60-minute mark, which could be down to tiring because he, he can't really keep him fit. No. Um, I, 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 I don't, the thing is, I think Stoke Eyes firmly on Fletch most weeks because we we haven't really and don't we wrong I know Brown's improved but an out and out striker the only one we've got of any any now is Fletcher and, yeah. and I think if he has it an iffy game it stands out more than than others sort of thing it's like Tommy Smith isn't it because he never really has like a proper terrible game but never really sets any world alight he, he's an art like that but it, so people don't really notice but with Fletch because he's done really well for us at times this season yeah. we've got no Campbell Vokes couldn't lace a four year old's boots up <laughs> and Brown isn't really an out and out striker he's more that creative edge I just think the, it's more obvious if he has a poor game and it, for me he never really he never really got into the game today yeah like I say, I'll give him a six. Yeah, six is for now. Right, so we'll go to the substitutions, a quick run through. Klukas uh, came on for Brown, back from his uh, double hernia operation. Glad to see him back, really. So quickly, anyway, to see Klukas yes. back in a Stoke shirt. Yeah, but like you say, I think his days are numbered, which is a shame, because last season he, he was he was our best player, wasn't he? Yeah, he was one of the best performers I've ever seen, but he looks like it's going to be a one-off. Season. Super season where yeah. he, everything he hit went to the back of the net and it's a shame but Nick Powell's sort of really overtaken him in that position. Yeah, it's like a new signing Powell, really, compared to before. Yeah. Right, McLean came on for Slippy Bat. Yeah, another one who wouldn't surprise me if he left through the through the door at the end as well. I think his days are numbered now. Yeah, I think to be honest he did do a good cross at the end McLean but didn't really have any impact another on one that he won't go with bad too much ill feeling I don't think 
at times he kept us he kept us in games at times even when we were awful last season and yeah. the season before yeah when Nathan Jones was there I think McLean was on him and well Lucas and McLean were the only the only shining lights in yeah. that team really to be honest last season right so Rabbi Matondo came up for Thompson in 76 minutes and didn't really have any opportunities to run defenders didn't really get involved in the game a lot it's a shame for him because I, I see glimpses that he's going to be a good player but it's one of them where do we take advantage of the of him and get him in on a permanent basis I mean if it's a two for me and three million pound deal I'd take that my worry is with him is if he'd have come in and you'd have seen maybe three four games where he thought summit there mm. I, I literally have seen nothing <laughs> no no I haven't I've, but I think when he did start a game on the right wing back position he was overrun all the time but you could see he had a bit of trickery when he ran with the ball beat a couple of players and he should be running at the back line Matondo for me is a player that should come on as a as a striker and replace a brown and yeah. play up top and try to use his yeah. pace and his skill to yeah. create a little chance behind something. the striker and some of the match, 86 minutes on came Sam Vokes. Didn't have any chances to impact the game, but I think if you give him 90 minutes, he wouldn't have a chance to impact the game. Give him three days if you want for me. Yeah, it's nowhere near good enough. And subs not used, Bergic, Cousins, Time and Coates and Norton. Makes sense if you think about bringing who he brought on for trying to get some points out of the game. But the thing is with Coates and Norton, are they, there for the, are they just there for just for the bus journey because for me I don't understand why we'd bring on Sam Vokes when we've got a talented young striker there in Norton who's trying to get a Norton come on against Bristol for three minutes yeah he got he has made his debut yeah um, I, I, I just don't understand why I'd just bring Norton on if yeah. he's six minutes bring Norton on yeah he's got so we don't people don't know him nobody knows who he is he's, he's an unknown quantity <laughs> when Sam Vokes come on you just know put somebody with him zone on, just man to man him yeah job done with Vokes Norton, you wouldn't know. He'd go, mm, just keep it out yeah. He could just get through and score a goal. You don't know. Yeah. For I mean, me. the thing is, if you're holding on to, if you're holding on to a two-one lead, and you bring Vokes on, I sort of understand it because he's a big body in the in the box on the on corners and the sort of set plays and stuff like that. He's 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 like another defender you're putting on. Mm. In a way, I'd understand that that sort of motion, but when you're chasing the game, you, you you've got. We have got all limited options, haven't we? Really, at the but moment, yeah, with subs. But for me, I'm liking that these young lads are getting on the bench. But I want to see them getting time. I want give one time. I want them being given opportunity to prove what they can do. I mean, to be honest, from what from Sebastian Coates, would it really be a bad thing that in the next game we play the right back and play right wing back and see what he can do? Well, the the thing is, I've always been a great believer in if you bring someone on for three minutes, it's normally to freshen legs up. It's, it's normally, normally just to give them last, last, yeah. well last sort of three, three, four minutes plus stoppage if you're looking a bit leggy in midfield and you bring a midfielder on to just sort of who's obviously at full fitness go and sort of run the game down and, and, and it's fresh legs in the middle and, it, and it's just a bit of energy I understand that sort of decision but the, the, for me with young kids and stuff like that when the the desperate to get on the pitch in these games you need to bring them on at 79, 80 minutes to give them a good, so they can get into the game. You bring them on three minutes, go. You sit there and go, oh, well, he's, he's, he's come off the bench for the last 10 games and I've seen nothing of him. 
Yeah, because you're not giving him enough time. You're not. We're already losing. Just at the end of the day, I just think sometimes we're a bit reluctant to give him a go in certain games, and I just think why? Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, you've done it with Suter, and you, you've done it with Collins. Yeah, but the thing is, with Suter, he has actually had loan spells where he's, you know, he, he Joey Barton wanted him as he, he his personal thought that he was Player of the Year both seasons with Stoke, so he's got that. He's got that experience behind him where he can go well. Could have flopped you know, though first game. He, he could, he, well, he could have done. There's plenty yeah. of others that could, but you could tell he's a quality player. Yeah, you could tell that. And for, but for me, it's like a person like Sam Vokes that we know's done. We we know there's no point in him. We know that it's just a matter of getting rid of him when we can, as, as quick as we can. Yeah. But for me, Norton, I would I'd, I'd go. Sorry, Sam, but your time's up here, really. Yeah. We, we'll try get you removed in the summer. We're gonna we're gonna consist with Norton now. We're gonna see if we can get yeah, somebody out of this to, or yeah, or it right Phillips if we can break yeah. him through. Right, so now we're moving to match rating. What are you gonna go with? Five. Well, I think we, I think we to be honest. I think all right, fair enough. We've lost the game, but I think we had enough enough chances first off to be out of sight. And, yeah, we and should have been two 0 up. We just, yeah, yeah we just sort of switched off, and and the games run away from us a bit. Yeah, because I don't think Millwall were ever like they haven't come and destroyed us, have they? Let's face it. I'm going with a four because I think we should have we should have had opportunities in the first half when we were control them. We died off in the second because of age legs, and to be honest, the the way we conceded the second goal, which gave Millwall the game, was pathetic and not good enough. Yeah, and I've got to be honest, he'll give me a four. Right, so Michael O'Neill's rating, last rating of the day. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five again, but. The thing is, I can't really moan about his team selection too much, really. If you look at who he started with, yeah. it's the strongest team available, really. Um, I'd say so, yeah. I'd say that's the best side you can put out there for yeah. Stoke at the moment. So I think it, and plus, what we've been moaning about a long time is that these players haven't been consistently performing. And then he's put them out again. They've got a good result against Bristol. He's put them out again. They've, they've sort of let him down. And he these mistakes again it's these niggly little mistakes that are costing us now yeah it is um, I can't like I say in previous weeks I've sat there and said I don't know why it's picked him picked him picked him but so, so I mean I'll go over six with him because I don't think it was I don't think it was his fault no to be honest. Um, I mean I suppose if you've been overly critical people will probably say the unchanged team from two days ago yeah, which is a lot into uh, a two day period. Yeah, and I think they, I think they did all right. It was just a it was just a sloppy mistake from defenders. Yeah, I can say we are very limited now to what you can change around, and I think there's probably one or two people who he maybe doesn't fancy. I mean, he probably could have said play cousins in that game. Yeah, I, I, I feel a bit sorry for him to be honest. Cousins mm, could have been an all right game for him. I think. Yeah, know. instead of him. Well, saying that, I, I really liked Thompson and McCall today with Powell. I thought midfield-wise, we looked very strong, actually, yeah. to be honest. So I'm not too sure about that. Right, so now we'll move on joyfully to Clue 2. Right, Clue 2. Right, here we go. Here we go. Sign for Stoke. Yeah. £2.6 million. Pound. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I think he's now worth about £135,000. <laughs> and that's, that's been generous, really. <laughs> I did think it said 135 quid at first, but I thought you can't do that. 130 quid? We'll have them down Stoke, <laughs> cleaning boots or something. 
he actually only played cup games for Stoke. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Um, and he also went out on loan to Brighton, Barnsley and Huddersfield during his time. Did he make many appearances for them, though? Uh, not as I'm aware of. <laughs> I, think he was, I think Barnsley, he, he did actually make uh, play a few games for Barnsley, but yeah. they, they were a couple of divisions below. Well, league one, so, yeah. Barnsley, yeah. Uh, and he also played for his national side. Oh, national side, that's going to lead to clue three, lovely. Yeah. Right, here we go, I wonder who it is. <laughs> Danny Collins. <laughs> Danny Collins, what a player. Right, so obviously last week we did do a podcast because it was the international period. And to us, a lot of a lot of things happened. Also, we could quickly go on England, smashed both teams we played against. Yeah. Pretty much nobody's we played against, really. I mean, San Marino, I don't really know why they play international football. No. And uh, Albania. Yeah. And I mean, the Albania one, we never really got out of second gear, to be honest. Yeah. I just think it was one of them, just go out there and, and, and just win. And, I mean, the, the trouble is with San Marino, you could send the third string out and still put four Yeah, you could literally put championship players out yeah. there San Marino and you'd win. Yeah. You could probably even put a couple of Ale players and you'd still beat San Marino. I remember years ago playing them one, one Friday night and next in the bookies and it was like four to one for, for win six now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he finished eight now. They, they couldn't win anyway. I thought, oh, I'll put ten around it. And I thought, yeah, what about eight now? And you think, why are they even in this tournament? Like it's just pathetic. Really, I think the best they've ever done is a, is a draw. I think they drew one all, yeah, and it was like they would won the cup. Yeah, they were celebrating like the yeah, they like street parties and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like the biggest party ever. They yeah. got a point. It must be just like, loads of confused kids going around. Yeah, but Dad didn't win, and we're bottom of the table. <laughs> <laughs> it must be like, like our Vale fans think when they win, but yeah. saying that we can't really have a go because you're all going mad. It worked because. Let's well, be honest, they're on fire. I think they won again today, didn't they? Is that five straight wins? They were dying, that's all. I know, yeah, they were losing every week. Now this new manager's kicked everything back in gear. Yeah, they still ain't hell. Yeah, they still ain't <laughs> But, you know, seeing that, a couple of Welsh players got picked. Davies, the goalkeeper, who's still not getting picked for Wayne Hennessy, who I can't remember the last time I played a game, still getting picked ahead of him. Got into Davies, got, got into the action, Ravi Matondo was around. Sam Vokes, surprise, surprise, been dropped from the Wales squad. James McLean got an appearance and got a goal as well. James McLean did, so good on James. I just wish he could get in the side a bit more. Yeah, it's obviously something now that we're not going to see as much as we did sort of five years ago as, as having yeah. players littered all over the place like we did. Um, we're just going to have them littered at Wales. <laughs> Basically, yeah, we're to Wales and... Maybe the odd Scottish player might come in. Irish. Irish players. It's gone the days of Swiss internationals and Austrian internationals and Traveling England internationals. internationals. <laughs> Those days are gone. <laughs> but uh, get over it, people. <laughs> yeah, so not really much to re- talk about Stoke-wise when we talk about international sport. I just think international football's took... I mean, I know, obviously, all football's took a bit of a net, but I mean, we've definitely... I mean, the thing is with international... All, I think I think they've cancelled the tournament again. From what what I believe, what I've read in the press. What the Euros? Yeah, I think they're, they're talking about cancelling it again because obviously the spike in Europe has picked up again. Yeah. And they're saying that it might have cancelled again. I mean, international football has lost all its reputation. In this well, pandemic. it is if the if we're going to have two Euros in a row because they delayed it again. Well, you delayed once last year, so then it it meant that you'd have it one year, then a World Cup straight after once it's. 
because they're every two years, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So it's Euros. Well, it is because the World Cup's next year. Yeah. Starting next summer. Yeah. So, so what they're going to do? They're just going to go right. We're going to play one Euros now, and then we'll do another one at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Same year. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have two Euros in one summer. Yeah. <laughs> the prestige of the trophy is going to be massive. I, ju- I just like how the year still. It looks what we're in now. Twenty-one. Yeah, 21. So it's yeah. like 20, 20, it's still called 2020 yeah. Euros, yeah. even though it could be in 21, it could be 24. Playing 31 or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I just do play and put it behind closed doors till the World Cup. Obviously, that's what I'd think, just get it out of the way. Just play it on FIFA or something. Yeah. <laughs> just get all the teams together. All the teams, every manager, control yeah, it. Just give you about nine teams that aren't on the FIFA game. <laughs> well, we can't play. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> you're out from the beginning. In your end. I mean, I saw a funny story this week about the the Premier League trophy about that um, Liverpool obviously can't catch City now for, yeah. for the title, but Liverpool had planned a uh, open parade when everything reopened, so he'd have to knock on Pep's door and ask if he'd borrow the trophy. <laughs> Pep, please, no. no. <laughs> it's not yours anymore. <laughs> it's ours now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy times. Right, so I mean, I was listening to Praise and Rumble this week weekend, and people were talking about, um, obviously about Stoke Vale and Crew, and I went, I was listening to it. It was a good question that came up, and I thought we'd discuss it a bit on the podcast. And it was a question like, if you took Tyrese Campbell and Nick Powell out, who were your favourite three players that you play for Stoke at this moment in time? And I'd say it was a really good good question because I was sitting there thinking for a while. Now, obviously, one choice instantly goes in there. I'd say the first choice is probably Suter. Suter, that's what I mean. That's the first one. Because I'd probably say he's my favourite defender at the moment. He's probably in my top three, probably top two, you know, top three favourite players at the moment. I think Suter, Suter and possibly Davies because, I mean, for me, when Davies is in goal, we look a lot better than when Gunn was in goal and, and we were a lot tighter yeah. uh, I know obviously today's been a bit of a different sort of game but yeah if you take them them out I mean if you take them out the side anyway we'd be struggling I think massively yeah um, you, you've got to look at Collins maybe yeah you've got to put Sam Oaks in haven't you no. For one no. you've got to put Sam no. Oaks in there no. with all the international experience and, and that one cracking goal against Sheffield United he's got no experience of getting in his car and going away <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you did this last time about Jacob Brown look what happened yeah, that's why I am. I'm an inspirator. What's the word? Inspirator. I'm inspirational. Brown's listened to the pod and gone, I need to pull my socks up here. And he, and he has. And that's the thing. <laughs> oh, that's so self-deprecating now. Yeah. It's, it's, no, no, it's definitely not vote. Um, I mean, Collins has come on leaps and bounds. I, said, I, yeah, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think them two are my, my favourite players. Yeah, the, the problem is, if you look at the rest of the team, Smith, if he went tomorrow... He wouldn't lose any sleep over his Chester and Bat. You know the days are numbered anyway. Even though Chester has picked up of late last couple of sort yeah. of months, um, Norrington Davis isn't actually our player. Yeah. So you can't really pass. Yeah, you can't put him in because he is our player at the end of the season. Mikel for me, he's not someone who's going to be here for three, four years. Well, the thing is with Cal, he, he hasn't impressed me anyway. To be honest, he, to be fair, a bit more recently he has. Since he's got into a central midfield area, he has impressed me a lot more, mm. but he hasn't impressed me this season. Someone asked me this this question before at work, and don't get me wrong, I know it makes sense when you're doing well, people can pick more than three, four players as being their favourite player. 
Yeah. I get that. I think even mm. like when Stoke was sort of in the championship before we got to the Prem, you could have picked more than four. Even then, I think. Well, yeah, because yeah. I mean, if you go back to them Dars and Peels when we went up, I'd probably say first choice was obviously Foley. Then it was probably Lawrence. Lawrence. Then it was sure probably Cross. Glenn Whelan. Then Shawcross. Black Griff. Yeah, Griff. Higgin Bottom liked as well. Yeah. Uh, Simo. I like Simo, really. He's yeah. a goalkeeper for He was decent. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You've got to look at it and go, well, at the moment, I don't think there is that much. I mean, Powell's a standout one if you include him. I'd for say most Campbell. fans this season I'd say Campbell's our best player at the moment I think Nick Powell's close, very close second but I think Campbell has got that longevity but I think he's just so skillful he's, you know he, once he gets in the box and he's got a chance he barely misses yeah I'm, I'm still with Powell I'm going to go against you on that no I think you're wrong the other reason I say it is I think Powell can win you a game in, in tighter games sometimes I think Campbell, Campbell can I think if we if we play one of the top six sides and they come at us and we don't have much of the ball, Campbell can really punish teams with his pace, his power, his, his delivery and he can score. And I just think sometimes when you're playing against some of these lesser clubs who shut up shop, Powell's got that little bit more know-how sometimes of how to lock a defence, in my opinion. It's a bit, I, I just think that Campbell's a better player. I, I, I like Powell. I'm not saying he's saying I don't like no. Powell, but... I think if Campbell wouldn't get injured, I think he'd be getting close to 20 goals this season, I'd have. I think we'd have been higher up the table. If way, way higher up the table. Yeah. I think we could have competed for the top three places if yeah. we had Campbell fit. Yeah. I, just, I just think he's that much of a difference maker. And to be honest, Stephen Powell hasn't been really injured, but we still have been hit and miss. But when Campbell was in there, we, we looked unbeatable at times. We looked frightening going forward. That's why for me, yeah. Campbell's the best player, because yeah. look at what's happened since he's got injured. We've been struggling yeah, yeah. Yeah. as soon as he got injured so you know if say if Powell got injured and Campbell was fit I, I still think we'd be up the top ends of the pitch I mean I bet there wouldn't be I bet there'd be a few fans who'd probably go and go as far as saying that Berzik might be the, one of the favourite players I think Berzik to be honest I'd be, well, come well to be honest I, if it was me I'd make him number one next season I would to be honest I, 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 the worrying thing with Berzik is is the years talk away from the club about him and you think if he doesn't get in, our other club's going to start circling? Well, the, the thing is with Berjik for me is that Davies, I like Davies, and I think he is number one for me. But I think when you've got a talent like that, that came in and had those straight, was it six, seven straight clean sheets or yeah. whatever it was, always playing for the England youth set-up. Gareth Southgate's even talked about him wanting to maybe push him up as a third choice, but wants him to start playing football. If you, to make him the England number three, the thing is, still got to play him. Yeah. You've got to. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you've got to keep him happy. And yeah. if, as long as he's playing football. Now we're at the level we are at, it's harder to keep older players. Oh, a lot harder, yeah. Because the thing is, we've there's been talk this week in the paper about Suter, there's been talk about Collins again. Yeah, Powell, there's a lot of yeah, talk about Newcastle and, and the thing is, the, the big boys will pick you off yeah. with players, and, and that's something that we've now got to get back, back used to. Because if you've got decent players, bigger clubs will want them. And, and that's that's the reality of it. And there's not much we can do about it. But the thing is, I don't mind them going if the right price comes in and we've got a system in place to replace them. I've got no I've got no Marvin. If Harry Suter goes to Brighton for, I don't know, 20 million, 22 million, I'd go, fair enough, we could use that money to build a squad. But imagine if 
Campbell went to I don't see Burnley or wherever went for yeah. big money 20 odd 30 odd million you've got Suter that could go for 20 odd million Bergic at this moment in time isn't a first choice so we won't move for massive money there's heavy talk that Darren Fletcher's made Nathan Collins is number one target in his new role at Man United yeah. so if they put an 18, 90 million pound bid in will that be accepted these are all I mean if we sold all of them now we could have a 100 million pound spend yeah, but we the big problem is we don't know how to spend £100 million or so. Well, the thing is that I think with this analytic system that they're on about bringing in now and this bloke who's in charge of Allcock, to be fair, the signings we've made have improved Stokes since he's come in. Brown, I think, has improved the backup line. Well, the backup side it's of the striking front. side of things, yeah. Campbell has come through. You've got to look at what's-his-name as well. Um, Fletcher has improved the forward line. Obi McCall... It's been hit and miss, very hit and miss, but to be honest, when he plays in that central midfield, does look a class above everyone else, so it is an improvement. Mm. The thing is that if this system does continue and continue to work well, you look at the bigger sides like Brentford, every year Brentford lose two or three of their best players every year, mm. but they're earning 60, 70, 80 million pounds. Yeah, it's running players. like a proper business. It's running like a clever business, and then they, but the reason is, they don't go and over and spend again. They'll just spend still minimum amounts mm. and keep the rest of it in the bank so that when they do go for the Premier League, they can up what they're targeting for for more consistent But they're pushing money in other areas, aren't they? So the new stadium, <laughs> yeah. training facilities, they're building the club yeah, up. Yeah, they're building the club up so. to, be, to be a bigger club without hitting financial fair play. Yeah. Now, for me, if we did sell all three of our top quality young players and got a recoup of about 80, 90 million, and Michael O'Neill could go out and pick what he sort of wanted to mm. build a team, then, to be honest with you, it's like players like Alfie Doherty, a player that I, I can't wait to get in and play at that left wing-back, because apparently that's his position, he's a brilliant left wing-back. So for me, when I look at it, I'm starting to see that I don't really want to see him go. I'm not sitting here saying, yes, yeah, sell him, let's get all, yeah, these, yeah. all this money It'd in. It's tough for us to sell them that many of our key, key players in one Italy. But I think if they recruited well using the money, because the thing is, they wouldn't have to spend in this division, they wouldn't have to spend £89 million pounds to re- replace them. They could spend £30 million, replace all them, and then keep the rest of the money in the bank. The thing is, if we spent £80, £90 million in the Championship and it failed, then it's... Oh, it's all on yeah. it's all on ifs and buts, and a lot of it is down to fails. Because that toxic atmosphere at Stoke would have come flooding back if we spent sold all his best players, spent ninety million, and then it didn't work, and we ended up fourteen, fifteen. Oh yeah, because but, but the thing is, it's like because of financial fair play, and we've got all these players around his neck that are crap, and yeah. well, not crap, but not good enough, like your Vokes is your you know, your Vimmers and all these other ones yeah. that we've talked about so many times. He's got, he wanted players, he wanted that Lyndon Dykes who was impressed at QPR, but we didn't have the finances to go out and get him for four million because we, mm. we just don't have any money to spend. That cash injection, he could get six or seven players or four or five players that could massively improve our side, spend, I don't know, 20, 30 million pounds. He could probably get the best young wing-backs in the league could go out and get a couple of good players from Scotland that he rates highly. The thing is, we've got to start looking at even the ones that may may leave. I mean, I've, I mentioned you before that Eze that was at QPR. I think he only played 18 months at, at QPR. Yeah, he And did, he, went, he yeah. went past for 26 million. Yeah, and he failed as a cam, but then moved on to the left side, and he's been brilliant for QPR. He got Eze on the left, he got Saar yeah, on the right. But sold him for 26 million, and you think, 
that's a quick profit for someone who's only been there through the door yeah. for just over a season. And the problem is that mentality of bringing in someone who's 33, the problem is they're worthless when they're going. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good business decision, is it? No. It's that old-fashioned way of doing things that Pulis used to like, where he used to like solid replacements yeah. for players they were going like. That's why he brought Jones in. He brought players like Peter Crouch in because he knew he could do it at the highest level. So, yeah. and, he, and he worked. He worked for five years. Yeah. But then as soon as that team started to age, we nearly went down and he got sacked mm. because he, there was no pace in the team. And when some of those players like your Whiteheads, your Higginbottoms and your Williams. Collins and, and all these other players started to slow down, we started to lose yeah. team matches that we were winning the couple of years before. Oh, yeah. And the difference was that that's, I think, to be honest, the down period, which sort of killed a lot of Pulis' tactics, was actually the Europa League, because I think players were just all over the place. Yeah. Couldn't keep fit, and, and we, we struggled. But I think with the modern game, I think you have to sell to buy nowadays. You have to bring a player in for 2 million, sell him for 18, and then use it's that money you've got there. Yeah. That, that's how you do it now. And yeah. for me, I've said, like, if Man United come with 19 million, or if we get value for what these players are worth, like for me, Harry Suit was the most valuable player at the club. Yeah. Because he hasn't had any injuries, he's only improved, he's improved every year he's played, from Dundee United all the way through to Fleetwood to now the Stokes first team. He's a guarantee for Premier League football. Yeah, and the so, problem is you look at the likes of, like obviously United have talked about Collins, United look ropey at the back. Maguire's yeah. not picked up. So that's where you become cheeky, that's where you yeah. become smart and you go, give us 28 million, you could have Nathan Collins. Mm. If Burnley come in for, if, uh, I don't know, Suits or other ones come in, go to him, right, give us 30 million, you could have him. Because yeah. that's what Brentford do. Because yeah. well, they're all under contract, aren't they? <laughs> it's like, it's Burnley come in and say, we want him, well, get your money out there, you yeah. can have him. Yeah. That's how it should be. And instead of this, where we did it last time, where we got trapped, by Arnie because he would put a transfer request in, he was refusing train, he was refusing play, and then we had to sell him to West Bro West Ham for a price that wasn't really accurate. Well, there's, there's no real science in in Anatovic because he was a problem before he came to Stoke. Yeah. He came to Stoke and ripped the Premier League up under with Stoke. But, so everyone forgot quite quickly but about to, his past but to be fair to Arnie he did sign that he wanted to leave anyway because if you remember it was, it was, there was talk of an £80 million move to Everton mm. after that great third season he had where he scored I think 16 goals he signed a contract and said right you'll, you'll get good money for me now when I leave mm. but he basically said to the Stoke board you go out and invest in good players I'll stay I'll, I'll see out this contract and I think they went out and bought Hesse on loan to promoting no, no, who did they bring in? They brought in Bonnie and Joe Allen. And he thought, nah, no, nah, no, it's time for me to go. Yeah. And you, you can't really go against him. He was right in what he, he said. Had point, yeah. He had a point. We weren't ambitious enough for what he wanted to be because yeah. he, he was one of the top players in the division at the time. Yeah. When, when, when Nzonzi goes, yeah. you're thinking, you've sold our best midfielder. For nothing. Basically, it's like seven million. Yeah, we got rid of a, a, one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League at the time, one of the most consistent in Begovic, and got eight million for him. Mm. And it, to be fair, now I think they're finally learning the lessons. But it's only taken Michael O'Neill and trying to bring a modern way into the club. You've got a lot of them are simple, simple, simple mistakes that if you run any other business, you'd have been sacked. Yeah, you, you wouldn't yeah. get your best employee. It, 
if you, I don't know, if you was like a salesman or something and he made you millions of pounds a year, you wouldn't then go and go, well, you can go with all the company for now. Mm-hmm. If he's under contract. And Zonzi, for me at the time, people can argue with me, I'd say he was the third best central midfielder in the league when he was in Stoke. He was a great player, Stephen and Zonzi was. And the other reason I didn't put him before that was because there was obviously like David Silver and, and De Bruyne and stuff. And Torre and yeah, Gerard. But I still think he was up there in that top five. Without a doubt, yeah. he could. I tell you what, we Lampard, lost without him. Lampard, Gerard, they were aging. They were. Anyway. Cesc Fabregas. No, he was finished. Said he'd been bossed and come back. Was over. Yeah, like I say, when you when you're thinking about it, like players that you know we look at now and think are our best players, it's quite crazy that on that list we've got three players that have come through the academy and come from nowhere. Really, I mean, last it's nice to see. You know, it's very nice to see. I mean, last season. It, Put, put the players in last season. Lucas would have been my top. McLean second. Probably Butland would have been third. Probably a fourth. Joe Allen fifth. Federici. Federici. <laughs> comfortable, best player. <laughs> <laughs> and then now you go to it and some of these players are still at the club. Like, Lucas doesn't get in my top five. McLean doesn't get in my top five. And both were in the top three. And last, last season, season they were the top two. Yeah. Now, they, now they wouldn't even get in the top five of my favourite yeah. players, which shows you they it just shows the inconsistency of players in the nowadays game but the, the the scary thing is the improvement of one thing is last season he'd win a game 2-0 but then he'd lose the next one 4 yeah and, he'd, and that's whereas this year it's like we've won a game 2-0 we've lost the game 2-1 yeah <laughs> and you think we've improved <laughs> we haven't got batters it's an improvement yeah because sometimes Stoke could get a right kick in last season some places we went yeah I mean Leeds we got absolutely destroyed in 10 yeah and then we picked up and went and beat Nottingham Forest 4-1 for 4-1 yeah battered <laughs> time and running riots it was like Ronaldo on the left wing would he get in your top 5 who time no oh, way too inconsistent <laughs> and the performance at Derby last season alone proved to me that he's not a defender no he ain't a defender there's no question about that if, if you were a coach and you'd solely gone and watched time against Derby away and you'd watch the performance you'd have Collared him at the end and said, "Don't you ever play in defence for any other football club ever again? Because mm. you cannot defend." I think Time is more of a right sided player. He's a right winger. I, I think he'd suit right side. Yeah, right or left winger. I've never seen such a terrible left back performance as that one against Derby. Yeah, he was. Poor. He was absolutely diabolical. How bad he was. Every time they got the ball, you could pick passes through our right hand side. Um, he, he was he was awful one of the worst performances I've seen in the last five years from from a defender probably last worst is probably Walshard but <laughs> and then I'll tell you the worst defense performance I've seen was him who played once um, Sonko oh god he, yeah. was, he was horrendous he yeah. was absolutely horrendous Timon is not a defender he's definitely a winger and he's for me it, I don't know whether he's having bad communication with the coaching staff or his agents or what because what we saw of him at the end of last season he looked absolutely terrifying going forward yeah. in about the last three games it's, it's weird how he went from last season to this week. but before we go into the next subject we're obviously after going to go to clue three right four games for you go on yeah two qualifiers friendlies this is the greatest clue I'm ever going to give you as well <laughs> because it's a good job you know who he says because if he didn't you'd have kicked off at this clue so I've got to say to anyone <laughs> on, on personal life it says 
whilst living in England, he was branded a noise pest. A noise pest? Yeah. After forcing his neighbour to move out after so many late night parties. Oh, to hell. No wonder he didn't play for Stoke. Yeah. Maybe he had. It was, it was a nightmare at Stoke at the time. Beatty. You're going to be having a party. What? <laughs> party? Down there. <laughs> Come down, man. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, he played with some great players as well, didn't he? Luis Suarez, Edison Cavani. Yeah, he's... Kaki uh, Ras, whatever yeah. his name was, centre-back. Was he played with Ferran? He probably could have done, yeah. Mm. Probably played with Ferran, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's had a glitting career. Ferran? Once past him, Ron. He's Argentinian. Is he? Oh, yeah, he's Uruguayan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, don't know many Uruguayan players. Yeah, I played played Rocco. Rocco. I thought he meant Marcus Rocco. Diego Forlan. No, he probably would have played with Forlan. Yeah. Rocco, I bet he's played with. He's Argentinian as well. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he's only played 242 games in his entire career. Yeah. He's 33 now. Yeah, he's he's hopeless. Right, he might as well. Don't be revealing. Yeah. Diego Arisman. Yeah. <laughs> Did he play against Valencia? Yeah, he did. Well, yes, he got. He actually yeah. played very well against Valencia, yeah, and then got subbed off yeah. after forty-five minutes. Yeah, it was a. It's a shame, really, because we we never really saw him play. But a couple of times, like I think he got two assists against Blackpool in the cup, where we won four-three in the League Cup match. Yeah, he actually did all right when he played for Stoke. It's just that purely for some reason, just never had any fancy to him. He played him a couple. I think he played four away legs as well in the Europa League I mean he's had he's played games everywhere else I mean he played 31 games for Barnsley yeah in one season so most of the season he's played it was his final season on loan as well and then they decided to ship him out after that yeah I mean the most games he's played is at National I mean he's been National three times they love him there and he's, he's played over 150 games for them yeah over three spells so I mean, he's. I don't even know where he is now. I've never even heard of him. It's always Uruguayan. It's a Uruguayan second division yeah. team. Uh, but he's still playing, and he's worth peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Vale, get on the phone. Get it. <laughs> right. So that after that reveal, I'm now smashing you eight, eight six. six. So yeah. you know you better pull your finger out on the next one. Right. So there's exciting talk at the moment, obviously because. This is apparently the last year we've got Macron, so what you've read in the paper. Yeah. Um, so new kits coming out soon. Yeah. Who are we going to be sponsored by? Is it going to be Nike? Is it going to be Under Army? Or is it going to be Lonsdale? We don't really know at this point. Do we? Time with his Lonsdale. Yeah, I'm not wearing a Lonsdale top. No. I, can't, I can't bring myself to do it. Even no. if it's a Stoke kit, I can't, I can't no. wear Lonsdale. No. I mean, there is talk that they can negotiate with Macron, but I think, what did you say? It was 4 to 1. 4 to 1. Bookies are reckoning about 4 to 1 that we extend the deal, which to me probably looks likely with being in lockdown, I think. I don't think. Unless they already had something pencilled in six months ago. Yeah. For a change. Um, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we end up having one more year with them. I don't want another year with them. I, I never wanted them from the beginning. The sizing's atrocious. <laughs> I, suppose it's I know, yeah, one. when you have to keep wearing 3XL shirts, yeah. it's it's yeah. not great, is and it? And then, then you lose a bit of weight and you think, well, I'll get a different size, and then you, yeah, it's too small, so you go up a size and it's too long. It's just a nightmare. Yeah. I've not minded Macron. I think design-wise, they've been all right. Some have been it, some have been miss. I mean, that season we went down, that blue we weight top was probably one of the worst I've seen for a while. Yeah. Um, but they followed it up with the third kit, was the white one, which I actually did enjoy. I thought it was a nice kit, that one, yeah. the white one. Um, 
I don't know, I think some of the home tops are a bit jazzy, aren't they? They're a bit... I've not liked an home top for a bit, really. I mean, I can't really moan at this season's away I top. I do like this season's away top. I think that was really nice yeah, top. Like I can't that. moan at... Um, I mean, I know last last season some of the fans didn't like the shoulder pads on the on the black top, but the, I thought the black top was quite a nice away top, to be fair. I'm struggling to think which one that one was. Now. The grey, it was black, wasn't it? And then there's like oh yeah, I didn't like the grey. Yeah, I didn't have the grey. Yeah, I didn't like that grey bit because it reminded me of some white. Like, yeah. the granddad's blazer. It reminded me of um, pajamas when I was young. I had pajamas just like that when it was all black shorts, top shirts, and yeah. I had like grey felty sides, and it just reminded me of that. Just reminded <laughs> me of a pair of muddy pajamas. But the, the I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why they try jazz up the home top it is what it is we wear straight red and white straps I, th- I think just the normal red and whites have always been my favourites where it's like down the down the arms just straight like I think it's when they put these like blue things on the it little speckled I, lines I, I just don't like the macron badge I hated when it was in the, the top of his mm. shoulder I've, I've never been a fan of macron to be honest and you know if we moved on preferably I'd love Adidas back but the problem with Adidas as we always know from back in the past is Everybody's got the same kit. It was like when we had to, we were coming for, 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 for two years, we had the same kit as Sunderland, yeah. exactly the same shape, but they just had black shorts. The difference is, is they were better quality, yeah. Oh, they were better quality, yeah. They the, were good quality. The stuff, thing is, yeah. you look at, I know it can't be helped, but when we make mistakes and put them in dryers, no, adjust your ex mistakes in the dryer because you couldn't be bothered to take them out, put more wet stuff in on the radiator. But like the thing is, the lettering has come off these tops a lot easier than any top I've ever had before. See, I've never had that problem with macaron. I've had. I'm just trying to think which top it was now. Um, can you remember the black top we had early years of the prem? The one that was just all black with like a red line down it. It was an away top we had. That was championship. No, no, it was prem. It was a prem top we had. had oh, the top. second season. Yeah, the yeah. second season of the prem, yeah. I wore that top so much and it's only just started flecking the, the front off on yeah. some of the prints. And you think, well, that was years ago. And that's just the difference in quality, isn't it, from like what we've got now with Macron. I'll be, I'll be honest, this season, I've been very impressed with the stuff this season from Macron because I've got... Basically, both of the training tops have got the Oman away training tops. I just like them. I think the training stuff's lovely this year. I, yeah. I just think it's it's been a really good spread this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got the, the the hoodie that you're after that I think sold out I now. Can't get anywhere. And um, I, I think it's I've been impressed with this year. The, the only one I've bought is the own top, but I'll probably get that one if it drops. Soon, make me that hoodie. Yeah. Size large. It's <laughs> <laughs> extra extra large. It's oh, yeah. macron. <laughs> Yeah, that's free Excel and it's, nah, it's exactly. snug on me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think when the pottery centre opens, there might be a little bit yeah, of stuff. Yeah, there might be. Yeah, it's in there. So it's not going to be able to sell. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, think, I don't know. I mean, who would you preferably have if, if you could choose another brand? I'd probably go down the Adidas road. I don't but, think we but, would. But I mean, if, if we could put it into like a realistic category, because we're not going to obviously get an Nike or an Adidas. But. Is there a possibility of? I mean, preferably I'd love an Under Armour because I do like the Under Armour stuff. I think it's. I like the fitting of their stuff because well, I wear it in the gym. So if it went down the Under Armour road, 
some of the training kit could be really good stuff as yeah, well. Good yeah, good to the gym and stuff like that. Because yeah. you always see Spurs tops in the in the gym. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Spurs fans, but the, the no, no, but the nice tops in the no, gym and stuff. Just people who don't know go. I like it. So Spurs on it. <laughs> I mean, there was there's there rumours coming around that that I hear that it could be Nike, but I, I can't. That. But I can't see Nike sponsoring Stoke. I don't see. Night not supporting big clubs. Like. The only way I can see a big brand coming in is if it's got some deal within Bet365 yeah. where they say, well, you advertise that within Bet365 because it's so global. Yeah, it's, so it's, it might give us the push to have I'd probably say in. now it's probably a bigger brand than Nike now. Bet365 I'd say it's one of the biggest brands in the world at the moment yeah I just think it's a good way like obviously if I don't know if, if it's on some of their advertising campaigns the Nike logo was on there as well and, and, it, and they said well we'll sponsor your shirt at the same time or something right, you, you could, never know well, it could be like when they did the Bet365 adverts and there were Stoke fans in the pub, pub or whatever yeah it could be a deal where you go well put in, put the, the Stoke Nike top in the Bet365 yeah. ad yeah, it was quite funny though, because that, when that actually came out, Stoke fans were chewing in the advert, but I think we'd lost the last three games. Yeah, we won four. We, yeah, that came round just at the worst time, that <laughs> yeah. advert did. Like, hey, like, we lost 4-0 yesterday, I suppose. I mean, few sports put a, a concept up about two hours ago, wasn't yeah. it? Which was not very nice, I've got to be honest. No. Um, it reminded me of the one when we got to the FA Cup final, which is still, say, is probably the best shirt I've had recently. Still in great condition. And to be honest, I did like the full red back as well. I know a lot of fans didn't, but I liked when the old back was red. I'll be honest, it wasn't my cup of tea. The, the last top, I own top, I really liked was an Adidas one where the badge was in the middle. Oh, and we had the Inter Milan away top, away the black top. one. Yeah, they'd, both, tops. both tops. Loved yeah. them both. Yeah. Loved them both. Uh, the own top was so well presented at the front. Um, yeah, it's one of the best own tops I've seen in a while. To be fair, I did like the Lacoste Sportif one when we in the Championship years ago. They did some nice own tops, mm-hmm. they did. Remember right, we used to have gold lettering on the back for the yeah, yeah. For the players' black, names. Black with gold edges, yeah. That was yeah. It, yeah. yeah, it was a nice top. I mean, colour-wise, I mean, people are saying they want a brighter one this time because we had black last year, we had navy blue this year. Oh, green. I'd, I'd like green and black yeah. this time. Reminded me of that old, that old 94. Two kit was it ninety four kit? Yeah. That was that was a nice kit to do like that yeah. black and black and green one. Well, from what I've what I've gathered, when they had them retro green calling shirts for sale and they sold really well. So I don't know why they don't do a modern modern day one now. Well, I still I still always do, and I think always well. I like that Rico home top because I just like the plain stripes. I don't like little jazzy things on the arms, and it just. Just a plain <laughs> red and white top. Yeah, that's all I want. Yeah, it's, I don't want anything where they let's put some of this jazzy stuff. Yeah, it looks more like an ice hockey kit than an actual football kit. Yeah. I just think we're going too American. Just it's yeah. red and white. They don't need to put little jagged lines on. I, it. I tell you what, I want. I want the collar back. I want an old-fashioned proper collar. Yeah, <laughs> proper collar on it. So that, that that's the ones I used to like. You just want to walk around like a child, don't you? I just want to put the collar up and then take a penalty. <laughs> that's what I want to do. But I don't. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what because there's, there's not a lot of rumour coming out at the moment. I know the kits are going to be unveiled quite soon. Yeah. Which is why the concept stuff's come out from them. 
I, I don't know. I, I just hope that it's something that gets people buying it. I just want because it's like that blue, the blue and yellow one. It's a lovely kit that away top is, and I think if we could get something similar to that, something that gets people buying them, mm -hmm. so that when we go back in the home ground, it's when we get back to the bet three six five, everybody's sort of wearing them, everyone's happy, everyone looks excited. That's what I want to see. I'd get rid of the new. I'd get rid of that badge. <laughs> the bad, the badge has been in contact for a while, really, Auntie. It's, it's needed change for a while because I don't, I don't like most modern badges. So I'm a bit. Bit more of an old fashioned. I like, I like the more vintage ones that I do. I always have done. I look at a lot of clubs that have changed the badge over the years, and you think, why? It, it's. It, I know what you were saying about. A lot of them were like the the city's crest, weren't they? At one yeah. time, and they, and they couldn't do it. But um, Stoke have had a couple of badges over the years, and some of the older ones represent the potteries a lot better than what we've got now. To me, it represents nothing. Well, it just it basically just represents the red and white stripes, and that's it. Yeah. And there's no potteries in it all. There's no history behind what what we are, what we represent. Yeah. Nothing. Well, Vale's used to be. I've, I'll be honest. Vale's old badge, not this new one, which is horrible. The one they had before, I thought was a really nice crest and really nice badge. And I've always believed that. I think the way the banner went round, I think it's lovely. And I think we do need a new badge. It's about time. There was a bit more effort involved in club crests before. Now it's just like, it's like a kid's designed it for a blazer. Yeah. I, I just I just don't see any real, you look at our badge, there's no effort involved in our badge. No. None no. whatsoever. Well, it was done by the Icelanders, which is why the blue's in it. Yeah. And uh, I do like blue, because I think red, white and blue is it? But our real third colour is black. It's always really has been black. Mm. But that the thing is that is a part of our history with the Icelandics. But it's not part of our future. Mm. Uh, to me, let's go back to. But I'd I'd be tempted to change it out. I think it's a big call, board. I think a lot of it's to do with branding, and and they know why they don't want to do because because of, of the stuff like the clothes and the the bad stuff in there in the shops that. Mm they'd have to replace if they did it but I think that's a good time to do it because they've got this deal now with Luke Sports who apparently designing the odd shirts and that for Stoke and it's, I think that this is a perfect time if we do get a new sponsor change the badge get rid of all the old stock complete all the old stock out, well, out, did, out of they've it done that start again. they've done that before they did it they did it when the Cox Sportive left because I went up on the Saturday and they, they had the they had the ground open in the morning and they, they had like a massive sale of all everything they had anything that had anything to do with that stock so there was Stanley Matthews stuff the retro stuff they just got rid of it all you go up get socks for like three quid and stuff like that they just sold yeah, a lot yeah. just had a bit clear out and started well, again. I think that's what they need to do now because some of that stuff's been in there for absolutely donkeys now and they're not selling so just get rid and restock and bring Luke Sports in and say, do stuff you want to design, do more of it. Design us some tops, some jumpers, some coats. Some do you not think as well, especially with the youngsters, you don't see them in stoke tops like you did when we, we were younger? Well, I have. They like casual. We yeah, like we, casual. I, I go casual. I, yeah. I wear designer gear. I can't I remember the last time I wore my, wore my stoke top unless it was going on a walk. You go for you go in them. I uh, mean, for, I mean, the for holidays and yeah, things, exactly. I wear tops. Yeah. I don't really. I wear like some of the jackets and stuff for work and stuff like that, but I don't really go out my way to go. 
Oh, I'm going to wear a stout top to the ground because I never have done. I haven't worn stout shirt to the ground. A, because they lost all the time when I was young, when I wore it. Mm -hmm. So I got into a bit of a routine where I'd stopped and they won, they started winning and yeah. nearly went up in 96. Brilliant, so, that shit. so I was like, right, now, now I'm not wearing a stout top to the ground again. And I never have, mm -hmm. never have since. So you're talking since 96 was the last time mm -hmm. I wore a kit to the to the ground that was that was the final time I've never done it since the problem is when, when I looked at the website the other day and you're looking at the clothes there's a top on there a polo shirt and it's got two little pots on uh, and it, they're dead subtle and you think you can get away with that for a night out then there's another top next to it with the stoke badge on just a polo and you think they won't let you in anywhere with that on and you think that's what they need to go down the line of these youngsters want Clothes they could go out in subtle little badge, little this, little that. All this we turn into America. Everything's dead jazzy and bright and, and everything else, and they don't want it. No, well I don't. It's like I'll go in now and again. I think yeah, I could do with a nice little like I don't know jacket or or, a, sock, or yeah. a polo or or a good jumper like a, mm. a, a knitted jumper, and you sort of go in there and you got. Massive stoke badges, but I wouldn't the wear huge. it anyway. Yeah, the way I, I wouldn't wear. I wouldn't wear it. Right. Now, if they had, like, if you go to, another one, I went into when I went into Watford. Some of their stuff was out of this world. Right. I'd, I'd probably wear it out and about because it, it it was like all black right. with a, a tiny little what's it called? That is it a moose that yeah. they have in the middle of yeah. there? A little moose or what? I don't think it's a moose, is it? I don't know. Stag moose, whatever stag, it yeah, is. And, stag. It, and it, they just had a little one of them, but it was like grey. So if you're in a dark place, you wouldn't really tell. Well, you wouldn't know unless you're a Watford fan. Yeah, and right. it was just like a zipped up nice jumper. And it looked nice, to yeah. be fair. It was like, it was modern. Yeah, go to the pub, innit? Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's like if you went Luke, for example, Luke Sports, because they have brought some stuff out which is Stoke, mm. sort of based, that they sell in their own stores. It's like just a white polo shirt with red and like little red bits around mm. it. And I thought, why don't they sell that in the store? Because stuff like that would go like anything. It would. Because we're full of casuals. Yeah, Stokes, Stokes a casual area, except mm -hmm. a few who, you know, don't. Might well, like Primark, like Seal Boy, he gets murdered, don't he, by the, by the cockneys when they he come down. He loves his cross-hatched jeans. <laughs> he, he, he loves his cross-hatched, doesn't he? And you've got to, you've got a cross-hatched coat on. Yeah, but it's a warm one. <laughs> so, I don't know, but going back to the kits, I mean, if, if we can get a good sponsor this time, one that's a bit res respectable, because I know there's a, quite a few people who I know who won't wear... Macron because it's Macron they won't they just won't wear it yeah and it's like I mean even if Reebok came in I probably wouldn't mind a Reebok kit I'll put comes a super dry don't start venturing into football kits could you imagine that <sighs> you wouldn't the, stoke, the stoke badge would be the full length of the back of the shit <laughs> stoke <laughs> that, yeah cross hatch on anything just only coats I won't buy anything from there yeah. I don't mind the coats the coats are good yes, quality toasty. but everything else I'm not wearing yeah. <laughs> simple as that yeah. if you're going super dry even the socks you can't even see what colour they are because it says super dry on them <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what you're wearing yeah. <laughs> super dry. where'd you go well look <laughs> I, I think there's a couple of brands that I wouldn't mind like I say Reebok I think would do well I don't know if Umbro is still going I bet they are. But yeah. they used to do nice kits because they were yeah. very traditional and mm. I like the traditional kits. Yeah. The Wayne sponsored for years, but United really, weren't they, for years? Yeah, well, that's getting back. They've, they've been Nike and then Nike for about 12 years mm. and it was like, yeah. that's one too recently. Yeah. So I think something like that, something, just like something traditional, something okay that people wouldn't mind buying. 
you know, if we swap now and go to Sondaco or Lonsdale, can you imagine if people, people aren't going to buy them car no, no. kits? Well, no. people will, but, you know, who's going to wear a Lonsdale stoke top? Not me. Not me. <laughs> Not happening. Well, if you're off it, you went on like eight quid for a The only way I'd wear it is if it was like a charity run or something, <laughs> and they said, you wear it and you for charity, I'll wear it for charity. Not wearing it any other time. <laughs> but in Lonsdale's way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I, I, if I'm going to put money on it, I'm going to put money on Luke Sport. Uh, I think Macron will be another year. I genuinely do. I don't just don't think they're going to have sorted anything. It's a stoke. I don't think we. I think we'd have left it alone, especially in lockdown. So finally, what colour do you want the green for the away? What colour? Own colour, own kit. Do you red want and white. With no sparkly bits in. No stars. Nothing jazzy. Just red and white. Yeah. And I want shorts. the shorts in the middle. I'd love them to be red. I would. Red shorts. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't matter. Like if it was me, and I would like red and white. Just, just red and white, like <laughs> the calling one. Nothing jazzy. Just red and white. I'd like red socks. Red shorts with white down the side. Mm-hmm. With white socks with red on the top. That's that's just I'm just traditional that way, I just dislike it. All the hooped ones, I always like the hoop socks. Mm-hmm. When Stoke had hoops instead of instead of just white. They've got some tassels on the end of it. A couple of bit of tassel on, just just <laughs> that's jazzy though. Well that jazz up the yeah, but I don't mind jazzy on the socks because you don't see a massive collar on it. Yeah. A weight top, I'd like I'd like green and black stripes. Exactly the same as the own. Yeah. With black black shorts and green socks, that's what I'd like. Yeah, that sounds good to me. That's what I'd want. But what would you want? I'd go black shorts, all green top. Um, yeah, just just plain Jane. Or just, everything jazzy. Just green, black, and black. Yeah, just just yeah, just black socks, green top. Badge with the white outline on in the middle, and then the sponsor on. The problem is, with too, it's too much going on on tops now. They used to be quite simple at one time, and that's what I loved about them. Yeah, that's why I like the old Badge, kit. sponsor. That's it. I start sponsoring and buy rights pies on the sleeve. And well, I'll tell you a kit I always liked, and I would, I would probably like it back, back again, but I wouldn't like the full kit. It was a turquoise one. Yeah, because the turquoise, the turquoise one was actually yeah, was. the only kit that was just badge that you sponsored, and that was it. That was it, yeah. yeah but, I did, it but, but I didn't like the whole kit. I didn't like because it was all turquoise. Yeah, it was the shorts uh, as well. Yeah, and the socks. It was yeah. all it was all turquoise, and I didn't like that. No. I thought it just didn't look right. <laughs> but it's like my nan. My nan wants beige. Yeah, but my mother's gone beige, hasn't she? Everything's beige. Well, she's getting that age now, isn't she? She's yeah. getting she on now. The cake's beige. Well, she's technically a pensioner now, isn't she? So we're not far off now. I know she is. Sixty, isn't she? Yeah. So yeah, she's got a free bus pass. Yeah. She had a huge needs to the way she drives. Especially oh, with music raring out like. Oh no, she's like <laughs> she's like like a champ. Well, that's what I mean. It's like beige, but beige is quite. It's quite. Don't you say it's nice? Not no, that no, old no, no, but it is. It's a bit of a modern colour, isn't it now, beige? Beige. Well, it's like it's Cork like is a, a modern colour. It's like a burgundy as well. Burgundy's like a big colour all of a sudden. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, but not beige. <laughs> not beige. <laughs> not happening. No. Right. So we, we've made a decision on that. Also, a quick go on Denise Coates because we've been talking about her. That sounds a bit wrong. <laughs> that did sound a bit wrong. Go on, Denise. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you can only apologise. But uh, yeah, so filthy man. <laughs> beast you are. <laughs> what was going to talk now? Yeah, so she's it's come out this year. She's been the biggest taxpayer in Britain, also the biggest female paying taxpayers, and made a mockery of quite a lot of the lefties, aren't she? With you know, her tax payments and all that kind of stuff. She's really showed up a lot of the other rich people in Britain. Why has it come out anyway? Not to mean. I don't know, is it, is it really serious news to be plastered all over the national newspaper? Well, it is because most of the other ones try to avoid taxes while the plague. Yeah, plague. My money's in Malta. We're in Switzerland. It's only somewhere else. <laughs> it's quite a big bit of big news, but you know, how much does she get paid a, a week, an yeah. hour? Is it 56,000? 50, yeah, I wouldn't get out of bed for that, I wouldn't, to be honest. Yeah. It's not, not worth my time, that. <laughs> well, the thing is, she doesn't have to get out of bed to win that one. She's just sound asleep like that. I think we need this podcast <laughs> for any less than that. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. From the time this podcast finished, she's made about, about a million pounds. <laughs> she's laughing at us, isn't she? <laughs> million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's incredible what she's done there. But yeah, it's a quick, quick uh, talk about it. You know, she's done great things for charity over the time and done great things for the area, aren't she? And to be honest, people are now talking like she's the Robin Hood of Stoke on Trent trying to pick this place out of the mud. Wow. You know, there's talk she's on about about buying parts of towns as well to flood money into improving it. The thing is, she's created a lot of jobs for people in Stoke-on-Trent, hasn't she, at the end of the day? Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, from what I've been told, that building that's been built down near Festival Park, they've already outgrown it, which tells me that they're going to have to build again if, if, if that's the case, if they've already yeah. outgrown it. And it's just a business that keeps growing and growing, but... That's what people forget. There's a lot of people working about three six five. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's taking it's like the new road, Dalton, isn't it? Yeah, sort of taking the yeah, It's a twenty four hour business, and people are there all the time. So, yeah. um, it's only good for the area when you think we have lost a lot of industry industry over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, lost the pottery. Right? Pottery industry's pretty much dead and buried, really. Yeah. And, 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 and the ash are all gone. You know, yeah. Beersum's literally destroyed now. Yeah, lots of Yeah. So it, it does bring a bit of in- infrastructure into the place. Because, I mean, let's be honest, it could have easily gone down south with that business and opened a massive 18, 25-storey building. Yeah, in London, London, yeah. But yeah. they haven't they decided to build a ton stoke and try to put a bit of money back here. So it's great, really. Yeah, yeah, fair play too. Right, so that's another one done. Thanks for listening. You know where we are. We're on all podcast platforms. We're on all social media, especially Twitter. But I don't really know how to use Twitter. I've got to be honest. I was thinking of setting up a Snapchat till they had a go, and I don't really know what I'm doing with it. So we'll just leave it to what we're on. If you pass thirty, you haven't been on Snapchat, then you don't. Yeah, you, you're done. So you know we're on all podcast platforms. Every single one: Amazon, Spotify, all the main ones. If you've got it, just type in the podcast. You'll find it's easy. Join the phone. Subscribe. Give us a five-star review if you can. Not any less. We don't want any twos or threes, do we? That's you <laughs> it's know. It's not Yeah, no, but we don't want ones or twos, do we? Might as well not bother. Just, no. just, 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 just swap. Yeah, right. just unsubscribe and listen to the Valiance or something. Yeah. No, the next one's a gardening podcast, isn't it? Oh, wow, the Potter's the Digest. Pot, or the something, Potter's yeah. Digest. Or the There's another Potter's podcast which is about Harry Potter. I mean, who wants to listen to about Harry Potter? I think one I listened to was about keeping slugs out of your pots in the garden. <laughs> so you listen to then? So you, so you listen to that? You don't listen to us. <laughs> Right, so on that bombshell, thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra, all the best.